Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And LDG. LDG automatic tuners are built with industrial quality components for safety, durability, and long life. LDG microprocessors run state-of-the-art matching firmware to find a match in seconds. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. All right, welcome to 100 Watts and Wire. It's Christian, my call site K0STH, along with Steve W7UDI. And uh, we have some questions from last week's coax, and uh, we can get to those. Just a couple of things, um, but we'll take your questions all you know in the chat as well about connectors. We've been talking about connectors this week. Uh, let's uh, let's go over and see what we can answer about uh, coax from last week. There's a question that came in. Let's see if I can bring it up here, Kenneth, November four, Victor Kilo Foxtrot. I've heard that RG174 is good for small runs and QRP. Any suggestions on where to buy? Steve did a little bit of research. Would you would you turn up, Steve? ABR Industries are uh, our coax guys and uh they sell it. And that's uh I looked them up. They sell basically two versions of it. They sell the standard uh um one RG174. They call it AB uh, ABR um 100 so it's uh, basically the same thing it uh it's a just like rg174 uh, the nice thing about it uh, when you get it from them you can buy the the bulk cable by itself and put on your own connectors or if you don't have the tools to uh, uh to put on the uh, connectors uh, you can go through their cable builder and uh specify what um what cable, uh, connectors you want on it, whether it's uh, if you're using a uh, QRP application, most likely you need some BNC uh, uh, connectors on it. Uh, you can do it from that way. But look into ABR. And uh, I think DX Engineering sells uh, RG174. I don't know if they do connectors or anything like that, but uh, I'd go uh, uh, look at ABR and they can get you all set up. All right, good deal there. We got another question. There was some comments here. I can see why some of the shows have somebody producing in the chat room. There's <laughs> a lot of commentary going on there, a lot of good questions I don't want to miss, so I'm just sifting through. Another question from last week when we discussed coax. Uh, Don, Kilo Bravo 2, Yankee Sierra, India, multiple runs of coax or a remote switch? I have no entrance panel and I'm using a through window jumper, multiple coax runs would mean more window pass-throughs. For me, uh, Steve's got a nice system as well. My system, I do have a pass-through uh, coming into the shack. I picked it up at MFJ. They've got them uh, different sizes. They'll send you a large board. You cut it to size for your window. That works mm -hmm. for me. I've got one 
line of coax, uh, 213 runs from my shack out to my switcher. And then uh, the switcher has a receiver and, uh, and a transmitter, I guess you would call it, you know, switch, it's back in here. And um, so I've got a multi-switch box out. It's another, uh, it's a Maritron, which I like a lot. Uh, it's not failed me. I say that now and I'll probably <laughs> next week's show starring this damn thing. Um, no, but it's it's been solid for five years being on HF and Steve um, knows me long enough where I went from a two position mm-hmm. to, our, to a, a four position to maybe a five and now up to an eight position up in these trees here. Mm-hmm. And then from the switcher I go out um, is how I do it. Steve's got a different way. I don't know if that helps uh, but that's just how I do it, Don. Uh, Steve, you want to comment on Don's question? Yeah, that one I have to really kind of think about it. And it's um, uh, so, M- as you mentioned, MFJ has the uh, the the pass through, the window pass through, which kind of is just a filler block that uh, goes through, and and that's you know a, an option there, and that becomes uh, you know it it has its challenges, and I start thinking about you know living in the northern latitudes here we got to deal with cold and so insulation and having that uh that little piece of metal there or aluminum whatever it is and then you know the pass-throughs uh that could be an issue uh weatherproofing or kind of keeping it keeping the heat in and the cold out Uh, so there's that uh um other people they don't want to put holes through the walls like i did you know i just punched a couple of uh conduits through the uh the side of the the shop here and uh but at, at the house it was like ah, yeah when i uh, had a run out through the house i uh, i punched a hole underneath the uh the deck and uh, went into into a crawl space to get cable out but that meant drilling a hole and and things and like that and people you know don't want to do that uh, they could be renting a house and uh but also there's uh, soffits uh, in your soffits. Uh, MFJ makes a, a replace a panel that can go there. And that's, that's another option. But then I started thinking about the, the question asked about multiple lines or switcher. And I was like, well, you know what, maybe go through a, uh, a, a switcher just on the outside and just, or bring all your feed lines to the, to the house there. If you want to do that. And, uh, uh, in in your like in your case, uh, Christian, yours just happens to be out in the field, not not by the house. So I started thinking, it's like, well, well, which way to go? And uh, Chuck from ABR uh, kind of replied back, and and it was like, you know, that's a good idea. So there's this uh, Teflon uh, cable, and uh, we'll just bring up this screen again, and um, it's uh, RG three sixteen. They call it uh, ABR three sixteen. It's about the size of uh, RG174, so this guy is about a tenth of an inch in diameter. But what's good about it is, look at the power rating. It's a pretty solid cable. It's uh, a great power rating, uh, you know, good what's for it, a kilowatt. Uh, 1.09 kilowatts at 30 megs, so it, it'll do a kilowatt. Okay. So what's good about it is that you go back to the cable builder, you can make a custom length cable. That will plug into your radio or your switcher and then have another one that goes right to your where your uh, your switch box, your outside switch box. So and then, you know, it could be maybe a 25 foot uh, run or 15 foot run. You just 
whatever length you need. Now you're dealing with a pretty small cable and you might be able to get it through the window or have minimal um, penetration. So there, you have a lot of options and, you know, there's so many different styles of windows. It's hard to kind of to get that down. Now there's one other option. <laughs> and uh, this is, uh, I, I discovered this, oh, oops, I got to go over to this screen here. This is made by Comet, and HRO sells it along with DX Engineering. Now, it's $55 for this little thing, but it's a ribbon that uh, go. it's a window pass-through. I just happened to come across, and I was like, holy smokes, look at that. Kind of cool concept, but the, the kicker here is you go down to here, and this guy is right here, is rated for 100 watts PEP. So it's uh, on HF 40 watts or that was it's 40 no 60 watts on VHF and 40 watts on UHF. Pretty inefficient and uh, it's just but it's something that might help get you through. It's a you know it's one way to get uh, your RF from inside the house outside without uh, doing anything to your house. And I know there's the the XYL or significant other factor that uh, we we have to overcome and when we're putting in our stations. So there there are options out there to get your coax from inside out and it just depends on which route you're going to take. All right. That's uh we had a question in the chat here. If I uh, can find it, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this one, David. Uh, physics, why are N connectors best for 1.2 gig and above that's something i don't know i would uh, be texting steve do you know anything about that steve because it has a better oh here's here's my cable it has a um a better impedance there's no impedance bumps it's actually designed for higher frequencies so let me here we have here we have uh, two connectors well they call this the uhf connector and uh, really it's not very good above 250 megahertz when this connector was designed it was designed many many years ago and it um uh you know uhf was woo that you know basically two meters in back in the in the 40s so this connector you know you look at this length of the of the center pin and the the construction of it it's uh it it's close to, you know, 1.2 gig. That's a, the wavelength is really, really small. So on an end connector, along with the BNC, let me get this in. I'll bring you full. So there is a, the center pin and then I got, this is going to be tough. There's a center pin and then there's like this little shield that's kind of in here. But when you look at it on with test equipment and you're, you're sweeping it, you don't see an impedance bump and an impedance bump basically is VSWR at that point. So there's, it just, the signal characteristic, this connector has, it just, it's almost invisible, especially at uh, 1.2 gig. This connector, the UHF connector, you'll see, uh, you'll get some loss through here and it will, it will disrupt the, uh, basically the RF. I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible, but, uh, in the, more technical terms, you're going to have a, a big impedance bump with a UHF connector versus an N connector. These connectors are designed more for higher frequencies, and um, they're just a, a much better connector, especially at high frequencies versus the uh, 
the popular UHF connector or PL259. All right. Good to know there. Thank you, Steve, for that. Uh, your questions are welcome. You can send them as some of those folks have done through email. Just email us uh, through the website if you want. And uh, some folks will say I'm good on QRZ. But uh, Steve, now what I want to talk about is something that was announced yesterday. And it is sponsored by LDG. LDG wants to help our show. They're friends of ours. They've been with us uh for at least a couple of years now and they're from my homeland in maryland it's a family-run company and owned and so um they're like you know what we should just give away an antenna every week for the next 12 weeks i'm like see you later done <laughs> and then uh i'm talking to steve i'm like how oh, should we do this but um what we're going to do is we're going to do it uh as folks and i encourage you all to uh we love the audio listeners uh, that has really been the foundation of what we do. This is now adding a camera. It's the same show everybody listens to when they listen to it. Uh, but the benefit of seeing things uh, is great for YouTube. I want to encourage you to subscribe not only to the audio podcast, but also to the YouTube channel. And a special benefit for those who join us in the live streams on Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. This has been a good pocket for us. I may add something on Sunday evenings right before the net as we go. But for this purpose, we're going to give away an antenna every Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, for a person who is in the live chat. Here's how we'll do this. And this is how we've always done random drawings. I've got two young children, uh, six and 10. They are also known as the boss of me. I told my boss at work, you think you're the boss? Forget it. Forget yeah, it. You, you don't know my place. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Okay. Uh, so anyway, what happens is, is uh, when we do our activities, um, any sort of giveaway uh, with, with the show that's related, uh, tune up or fallout, those sort of operating events, all the names that are submitted uh, go to a form. They're all listed out. Each one gets a number and my kids pick random. So they don't know you from anything else. They don't know you or the number. It's just a number is assigned. You win. So what we're going to do, we're going to give away a dipole antenna. And I think this is, this is a kit, really cool kit. You could, it's a, it's cut for 40. It's going to be a little longer than 40. So you can tune it for where you are. This, this is just cool. To me, this is really cool. Yep. You can build your own. We're going to give you the kit to get started. You can cut it for 40. You could cut it for uh, 20. You could cut it for 10. You, could, you know, you can, you can go down from or up from 40. Uh, in the package, I don't have the material with me, but I know you're going to get a ballon. You'll get the ballon. You'll get the center insulator. You'll get two insulators for the ends. Am I missing anything in that package, Steve? Oh, I got to look at it. I mean, yeah. That's what a dipole is. So yeah. uh, It's basically, yeah, you got your center ballon and then uh, the wires and then insulators on the end and... All you got to do is supply your coax after you, yeah. you know, build it and cut it. And and uh, yeah, if you want to make it for 20, or they, you know. I got it I'd here. Say okay. Fold it over. And uh, so they're going to give you 70 feet of wire. Nice. You get the center insulator, the two uh, end insulators, and you get the one to one ballon. Right. You just, uh, you just put your coax with it. Now, if you guys have a ton of stuff, cool. Maybe there's a newer ham out there who's studying for their general. Uh, but anybody can play this game. But I would say let's let's 
do this in the chat if you're here live with us. This is kind of uh, how we're going to run this one. Here's how we'll do it. Really easy. The winner will be pulled, picked by my children, and we'll announce it next Saturday, 10 o'clock. All you have to do if you want to participate now is put your call sign in the chat. Just do one time, please, that way, because I'm going to transpose these on short pieces of paper and ultimately uh, in front of the kids. Put your call sign in the chat now, and uh, we'll pick you. It doesn't matter if you've got a dipole. Maybe you know somebody, you win this and give it away. Uh, it's all good. Everybody's welcome. Uh, probably uh, in the U.S., Ed would get me on this one. He'd say, you're going to be shipping now to uh, uh, the U.K. Or, or somewhere else. Or Germany. Or yep. Germany. Uh, so maybe people who are living in the uh, continental U.S. Uh, should go ahead. And, and that's what we'll do. We'll do that for the next uh, 12 weeks. And next Saturday, we'll pick, a, we'll pick the winner from this week's entries. Just your call signs. Go ahead and throw them up in there. Uh, we'll write them down. And the, uh, the girls will pick. Thank you to LDG uh, for caring and uh, giving us away um, some good antennas. I want to talk about projects. I talked about 160. Steve um, showed us some really crazy phallic machine that lifts you up <laughs> to deal with big things up in the air. And I'm like, what is that? I just want to go. I want to get my truck and drive to where you are to, to see what you're doing there. Uh, you know, my project right now is, um, well, finding some people to talk to on 160. Well, first of all, I hear the guys on at night. You know, they're there, the same crew of people. I've got a pretty good antenna and a good situation. Now I want to talk to you guys. I want you guys to get up there. Steve is working on a project up on his tower. Um, you talked a little bit about it, but 160 is on the way. How are you going to get there? What's on your, your project first? And uh, after we compile some call signs, I'm going to ask you guys what you're working on, too. Steve, tell us what your, ne your next project is. Well, we're going to do the beam change out. So the uh, TH6 is coming down and the uh, M squared uh, KT36 is uh, going in its place. So we're going to basically start at the top of the tower and uh, work our way down. Um, part of the uh, the the work in the antenna is going to be, well, I'm putting up a, a new antenna. I'm going to be putting up a new feed line. And this time I'm going to feed it with a half inch uh, uh, Heliax or hard line. So L it is uh, LDF4, which is a, a half inch hard line. I got a, a chunk of it here. And uh, this is a, uh, this is just a jumper. So it's <laughs> it's pretty stiff oh, uh, cable so it's going to go up uh towards the top and then i'll have a uh a um a jumper uh, l you know 213 jumper for the for the rotor loop and then i'm going to experiment with uh you see this little piece of rope this is a mat, uh just some some Master rope but this mat, mm -hmm, it's just a really thin version well i tied it as a pressic and uh so I'm going to use this to support the cable. So I've been uh, experimenting with it. I've done it with the 75-meter antenna. Uh, right now I have that. Uh, the coax is uh, supported, and I got a little tension on it, and I got a little loop, and uh, I'll take some pictures of it when I uh, get up on top. And so basically I've taken the strain off the connector and uh, so I'm just going to see how well that works out. And then if that rope, you know, that little rope fails, then uh, then the connector will 
pick up the load, but uh, trying to figure out some different ways of strain relief, something that's really easy for us to do. I, I know we want to be frugal about it. Yeah, I could go get a, a hoisting sock and everything and go that route, but uh, let's try something that uh, we all can do, and it's really simple, and uh, hopefully it'll last a few years. So I got that. So once the, the beam and the feed line is in place, the old beam feed line is going to be my 160 feed line. Uh, we'll we'll test it out, make sure it's fine. And then I got to throw up another cross arm. So we currently have uh, a one cross arm up at about 75 foot level. And, uh, you know, being a tower climber, I don't want to climb. I, uh, I have pulleys and ropes. And so uh, I'm going to set that same setup up. And that way I can just, you know, hoist the antenna up and if need be i just hoist it back down and and go from there i don't have to leave the ground and uh so uh we'll add another setup for there and then the, the 160 antenna will will go in its place so yeah looking forward to getting on 160 it's been a long time since i've been on there that's great and you'll do all that work this afternoon as soon as we unplug you'll be done and on the air tonight on 160 that's <laughs> That's our goal. No, it's my, it's our weekend, but, uh, yeah, no, I'll get all the, (laughs) it's, I got to get all the support stuff done and, uh, and then hopefully next weekend I'll have the 160 antenna built. So I'm going to build a, uh, a double bazooka, another one, and, uh, we'll give that a try, cut it for 1.9 megs and we'll go from there. I want to give uh, people a little more time to put their call sign in the chat to win a dipole antenna. You could win it and give it away. Even if you don't need it, go ahead and win it. Think about somebody who you may be able to work with and help them build this antenna. Uh, Maybe it's a new general or or somebody who's just learning how to do it. A dipole antenna is really, it's, it's something great to have. If you need it, win it, use it, hang it. I'd love to see how you're doing. Maybe even watch you build it. But if you don't need one, um, give it away give it away to somebody else. We're going to pause here, take a break. And when we come back, I've got another project that's sort of back behind in my queue. We can talk about that, but I want to give you another uh, little bit of time to put your call sign in the chat. Then we're going to share some of your projects. So start to think about things you're working on and we'll talk about all that next. Uh, You're listening and watching 100 Watts and a Wire. QRO to the people. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Desktop tuners are one of the most popular ham radio accessories. LDG has just come out with the Z100A desktop tuner, and it works with all modern HF radios like ICOM, Yaesu, Alinko, Kenwood, and more. The Z100A has LDG's famous 10 to 1 SWR tuning range that matches dipoles, verticals, N-fed long wires, G5RVs, or even an off-center fed Wyndham. Easy integration means plug-and-play operation. Installation could not be simpler. The Z100A's tuner goes everywhere with your HF radio. Desktop, portable, parks, islands, or tall summits. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing advanced quality products to the amateur market. Our focus is anticipating our customers' needs and providing them with world-class support. Don't forget, LDG products carry a full two-year, fully transferable warranty. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. LDG Electronics. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. When in doubt, hang them high. This is 100 watts and a wire. 
All righty. Welcome back. Now it's time to find out what you're working on. If you want to go ahead and uh, put on some of the things you're working on this weekend, we can uh, talk about that. Uh, we enjoy sharing what you're working on as much as uh, what we're up to. This is not a one-way conversation. This is another beautiful thing about doing this show in this platform here is that uh, you can join us. And I'm curious, Steve's curious, maybe we can help and we can talk about that. But what are you working on? I know it's getting colder, but this is the time where you get the sprinkles of some really nice days. We, we'll probably get the 48 today. Uh, tonight, though, uh, tomorrow, no, I think today we're getting up to uh, the mid 50s or something like that. Tomorrow, uh, we'll have a 48 degree day and then at night we go down to 28. So it's serious yep. business beginning tomorrow night. And uh, I've got some wood splitting on my plan during my quarantine. I mean, just during the breaks, it's literally 15 minutes, 14 minutes and 30 seconds. I run back in and start working for the business again. But during <laughs> my two breaks and my lunch break, uh, uh, the audio listeners won't see my big winks. You're um, splitting a cord of wood. <laughs> and we're going to split some wood this week because we go back up. So this is a time, in other words, where you get those days sprinkled in between to do the things you need. I've done some rope changes. I changed out the 160 rope. And why did I have to do that? Well, sure, maybe you're thinking about, well, maybe the tree grew up around the rope. That's a great thing. I don't have pulleys up at 60 feet. I can't climb that tree and get out on that limb like that. But so my rope goes over. Um, and so where I had it tied off, I've moved it and I've raised it 10 feet. This was something we didn't get to talk about. So meanwhile, I'm using the same rope. I didn't have my rope quite yet. I had to order a little bit of, uh, more rope for this. I had one of these numbers where I, I'm digging and reaching <laughs> behind because I needed to tie another rope to this because it was 10 feet taller Dude. than it was mm -hmm. before. And I couldn't let this go or I'd lose it all. So I ordered up some rope. I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like, and I did this before, and that's why I don't like it. Multiple ropes. Uh, I learned the figure eight rope from Steve. And uh, it's it's my go-to knot. I know other ones uh, too, uh, but when I've got rope together and I need to bring it down, you know, I've got that line over that tree just enough to get to the tie spot and about 18 inches more, and then I cut it. And then if, when I want to bring it down, I tie a second rope to it. This sort of deal. That's what uh, I do too. I don't like having piecemealed rope. And I know maybe if you have to do it, and I had to do it this day because I was up here. I was literally like, dude, please don't lose this rope. Please don't. Lose it. it took me a while to get this thing over here. I was like, oh, me, man, never get it again. I was like, no pressure. My hands, my arthritis. I'm like, this is Murphy's this Law. Is nuts. I'm going to lose. You know, I'm like, something's wrong. And I ended up doing it and I changed the rope a couple of days later. I went to DX mm. engineering. They sent me the mass strand. I, I, I like that rope too. Different sizes. Oh, I love that stuff for my center, for my center, uh, to hold my center piece up for sure. But anyway, that's what I worked on. And I don't like multiple pieces of ropes holding my antenna up. I really don't even like it on holding the ends out, but I have done it and there's at least one end out there like that. It's just a mental thing for me. I like one solid rope, one failure point. Mm -hmm. I know what it did. I know, you know, anywho, that's what I've been working on. And, uh, and I know Steve's been getting a lot of supplies together. Let's, let's see what you guys are working on. This is where I need that producer in there to, to tell us what we're doing. Thank you for putting your call signs in there. I appreciate that. We're going to pick a winner here. Uh, let me take that off of the screen. 
Uh, what's Tyler saying? Tyler, come on in here. Stop this, you weird PC. Okay, sweet. KJ7MFJ, thanks for the Saturday morning show. One of the few lives that I'm able to watch on my schedule. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Uh, Paul saying he's still trying to shovel, uh, shovel, shovel stuff. Uh, it's been, I've been drinking this great. Oh, that quad. Yeah. Bailey. Uh, he's working on the two meter quad heliacs with satellites. Okay. Impedance at 50% of what it should be. Okay. So he's working on that. A lot of big movement now to move toward the satellite, Steve. I, I haven't been bitten by that bug quite. I get it. I totally get it. Paul, how are you splitting that, uh, uh, those antennas? Are you using the uh, phasing harness? It's, uh, I think, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head. It might be a quarter wave legs, uh, with 75 ohm. And then, uh, and then comes to a T and, uh, maybe that might be the, the issue with the, with the, uh, impedance that's kind of messing you up. Yeah. I'll have to, let me research that. We'll, we'll, We'll chat. Email me. You you know my my email. Uh, David says he's putting up his inverted L. If I have it uh, lower to the ground, it will work better for NVIS, like the dipole. Oh, it's a question. I love doing uh, NVIS, and uh, some may argue that almost every antenna we work with is NVIS, depending. You depending know, you on the band. Have, you may not be able to have that antenna up as high as you want. Uh, I did a quite a bit of study this summer with MVIS at 25 feet on HF bands. I'm just super curious about that. And I'm also curious about simplex, the studying that in the same way. And many people say, see child, why are you worrying about MVIS and for MCOM? You know, I like studying the backup to the backbone. It's just me. I love HF and I know it can be fickle based on propagation, but MVIS uh, characteristics at 25 feet, I enjoyed studying them. So I don't know. Good old timer told me, I think he turned 80, 80 earlier this month. Uh, K9 EID told me, just put the thing up. <laughs> so I will pass that but, on to you, David. But my, my answer to that is why not give it a try, see what you learn out of it and, and go for it. And uh, yeah, give it a try and see what happens. I mean, you got, you got nothing to lose uh, other than some time and uh, go from there. But I would say, yeah, I haven't thought about a, a long wire uh, in an NVIS configuration because we always talk about dipoles and right. uh, maybe that they try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Alan says he's uh, Alpha Bravo 8 Alpha Sierra. He's shopping for an HF rig. Also, hopefully build a 40 meter dipole soon, <laughs> 100 watts and wire. Wow, we just happen to be giving one away, Alan. Uh, and for the next 12 weeks, we're going to give away a variety of different antennas. So that'd be cool. Uh, and Alan, that's about Alan. Look at that 7,300. You get a lot of bang for the buck. That's, sure uh, do. Paul's also oh. building a uh, 80 and 160 matching network for his 43 foot vertical. Let's see with Rosa. Uh, she's working on a 705 antenna connections and a dipole antenna might come in handy. I see you, girl. I see you. Let's see who else is uh, working on some things here. Ed says, late autumn, ideal to get busy on antenna work. That's right. That's right. I mean, there is a joke in there mm -hmm. with uh, the best time to do antenna work is when it's freezing and cold out, mm -hmm. but I think it helps everything go better. It's, I, th I like it because you can see. 
you can see the leaves come down. Of course, Steve's working with the tower, you know, with, with trees, I see dead wood. I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. I see more possibilities when the leaves start to hit the ground. Um, he's testing his soda VP2E, uh, vertically polarized two element, directional portable wire antenna. Okay, cool. Dang. Nice. Very cool. All right. That's the thing. He's a serious one of serious guys out there. Let's see what uh, Raymond's up to today. Trying to build a two meter, 77 meter dual band. I think that's supposed to be uh, first try. Okay. Good luck with that, Raymond. Let us know next week. So, how that goes. What, what is, what are you trying to build Raymond? It's at a J pole or something. You, uh, just a little fun fact. Um, you build a, a two meter uh, quarter wave antenna. It is three quarter waves at uh, at UHF. So uh, all your uh, nineteen inch uh, two meter quarter wave antenna is a three quarter wave antenna on uh, four forty. There's your dual band antenna. Something really quick and simple. If that's all you have and you need to get on uh, on UHF real quick with your dual bander, a simple nineteen inch uh, vertical uh, antenna will get you on both bands. Uh, the no-code tech says he's framing out a new shack. Very cool. Nice. That's, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. That's the way I did this. <laughs> yeah, I remember you did that. It's yep. What's it been, a year and a half or so now? Or maybe oh, two years? Time flies. Time flies. It's been, I'll have to look at the photos in my phone. It can't be more than two years because you were you Oh, were it's been a while. Troy it's says my first uh, bass radio ever arrived last night. Planning on playing with it all weekend. So, Troy, listen I'll go and jump into something before them, but tomorrow we'd love to hear about that on our HF net. And we have a net Sundays at seven o'clock central on HF. So assuming he got an HF net or HF radio. That's true. That's true. Could have got a uh, VHF UHF. Um, we'll, uh, let us know, Troy, what uh, was it? HF or uh, VHF UHF? Let us know. We got a new segment for you here. Oh, I wonder if I can do that. That would be fun. I don't think I'm fast enough. I don't think I'm fast enough. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it. Have it, need it. So, uh, Steve went to the market, or maybe he didn't go to the market proper. He went to the uh, big box store. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, this is a segment we're going to get you involved in as well. It's kind of need it, have it, have it, need it kind of deal. And uh, we look around and we see uh, cool things that are happening in our life that maybe you found a cool app. I don't know. Maybe it helps you spot something. Maybe you found a cool website or a new company out there that's uh, pleasing to you. A new website helps you calculate uh, your wire antenna measurements, you know, things like that, or a new product. So uh, Steve uh, comes right in off the bat, off the heels of the coax conversation, and he's going to show us what he found. Uh, so let me go ahead and I'll take this off and I will show uh, show you on the full screen, and he will describe it, of course, for our radio listeners. But uh, what did you come up with? Well, you know, so we, last week we talked about coax and, you know, through the conversation. And this week we talk about uh, connectors. Now, how do we weatherproof everything? So being in the in the professional world, I use a lot of this uh, butyl tape. And this stuff is really good for sealing stuff up. But not everybody has access to it. Well, I... I come to find that DX Engineering has uh, weatherproofing kits, but I just found that uh, just today. <laughs> but I went down to our our local Home Depot, and it was um, so. Here we are. We're working on our uh, 
on our antenna system and it was like oh geez we gotta i gotta seal this up before i hang it up in the air and where can i go to get something pretty quick or you know readily available available to all of us so i just happened to go to home depot after last week's show to to uh pick up a bunch of other items and i was in the electrical department i was like oh yeah and so we talked about 33 tape, 88 tape, and then I, I talked about 37 tape. Now, this is 37 tape is what I use at work. It's a, it's a pretty much uh, it's a, like 88 tape, just a just a tad bit thicker. It's eight and a half mils versus eight mils on uh, on Scotch 88. So I picked up a roll of Scotch 88 tape. It's and or you can get 33 tape. So. I prefer the 88 because it's eight mils thick versus seven mils on the, uh, on the 33 tape. I mean, one mil it's, if you're going to do this, do it, do it right. Well, the other thing I found is, uh, this scotch 2228. Now this, uh, the 88 was about, uh, four and a half dollars approximately. This was around 10, uh, 999 and it's a, a 10 foot roll. It's a mastic, and uh, so it uh, comes in this 10-foot roll, and then here's the, uh, the, it's, I don't know, about an inch and a half wide or something like that, and it's a mastic tape. It has a little bit of a, a stickiness to it, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to my beam antenna, uh, the half-inch uh, feed line, and the, and the replacement antenna is going to be sealed up with this. I'm not going to use the mastic uh, on this installation because uh, I want to see how well it works. So um, if you want to seal up uh, your antenna connections, I would say let's go with the, uh, oops, <laughs> let's turn it around here, the 2228 and uh, some 88 tape and you'll be uh, good to go and and we can uh, talk about uh, how to do it, uh, you know, the first layer down, then the mastic on top of it, and then three layers of 88 over that, and away you go. One other thing, you, you can go and put this mastic or this butyl tape on your connector, and, and it will it'll be fine, and not put uh, the, the vinyl tape over it. But I highly re I discourage you from doing that. The reason why? Birds like to pick at this stuff, and mm. they, for some reason, they they don't touch the vinyl tape, or you know the eighty eight, or you know, but for some reason, when they they like to pick on this soft, gooey stuff, I don't know if they want to use it for their nests or, or kind of clean their colon out with it, or who knows. But uh, yeah, if you're Our gonna health for birds, that's a good yeah, uh, it could be comment. it could be their deal, and. Uh, so if you're going to put up any butyl or uh, or mastic, at least cover it up with uh, some tape there, and uh, the birds won't be picking at it. I was surprised to find out about that, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> good thing I cover it all up." So, mm -hmm. so that's what I found last week. Very good. Well, thank you for that. The need it have it. I want to share something with you before we go. Just want to go over uh, to share our. YouTube channel there. It's it's a slow grow. I'm a gardener, so I'm uh, completely cool with that. Um, you can check and see right now. We are uh, we're live. It's letting you know live. We've been doing the live show here for uh, at least uh, I feel like it's been a month. But uh, go ahead over there, subscribe to that if you'd like to see the show. We're doing the content now where you can actually see it. We're talking about coax. We're talking about connectors. You can see that if you listen to 
the show on the podcast, uh, you can now uh, go back and see it and review it. Uh, that's very helpful. So I'm glad you're enjoying that. Uh, we will announce next week. There you go. There's some things going on. There's me and Steve. Oh, there's last week's Coax show. You can check that out. Uh, and that'll be cool. All right. Subscribe where you get podcasts and then subscribe. If I can find the uh, cursor, you can subscribe uh, on the YouTube as well. Just a few more minutes before we wrap up. Steve's got a ton of stuff to do. You can drop you uh, your questions. Hopefully you put your call sign in the chat. If you're just joining us, we're giving away a, a dipole for 40 meters. You could cut it down. Uh, Ballon insulators, you put, put it together yourself. We uh, want to hear you on the air with it. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so if you put your call sign in the chat today, one of my children will pick randomly. A winner will do that over the course of the next 12 weeks. Um, and I think that's it. You can uh, contact us if you'd like to. And like, what are we going to get into next week? My, my next project that I probably want to talk about is I've decided I'm going to rack up my portable radio. Now, I know it's not something you'd take up, you know, on the mountaintop. Um, but basically for driving uh, to activate, to be portable, I enjoy the rack mount. You can tell I'm an audio broadcast guy. I love the racks. So we'll talk a, a little bit more about that as we go. Steve, I hope you'll take some pictures while you're up there in the tower. Oh, yeah. I want to get you started there. I'm so curious. I'm, I'm, I hope to see an influx of text messages uh, coming my way, and we can share some of those next week. Be careful up there, man. I, I uh, Sometimes I, I just know that you're above 80 or 100 feet, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I know you're you're safe and always on that side. But definitely be careful up there. We have a, a couple, uh, about a minute here. I wanted to get out and get everybody going, but you you heard a uh, story about safety that's probably worth taking a couple minutes to mention it, and that yes. at least we tell you today instead of holding it over. Um, see if you can tell that in a couple minutes, Steve, and then we'll wrap up and let you get out in the field. Okay. So last week, uh, Dave... W7UUU, he's a moderator on QRZ, had a uh, had a fire. So he has a similar setup that I have, an outbuilding or my shop where my shack is. Well, he ended up, uh, he had a fire, and the, the, the cause of the fire was one of these, the, the, the variable power strip that has the MOVs in them. It's an older power strip. Uh, he figures his was either 10 to 20 years old and uh, the MOV uh, caught fire and uh, burnt down his, uh, you know, damaged his shack. He lost a lot of uh, uh, Heath kits. He was a restorer and um, he lost a lot of his equipment. So I saw that and the firefighter in me went, oh, geez. And so I'm on a I'm on a mission to get rid of all of these in the in the shack, in the house and go with uh, metal ones and hopefully ones with non-MOVs um, uh, in it. And an MOV is a basically a surge device, and uh, we can get into that uh, a little later. But if you want to find out more about it, just go to the QRZ uh, forums, and uh, uh, Dave has pictures and the story, and you, you'll just be heartbroken. And uh, But the best thing about the whole thing out of this is, A, no one got hurt. And B, this is a learning lesson that we can all 
uh, uh, share and go from there. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm on a mission now to get rid of these. Uh, I might be maybe building our own power distribution things. There's a few guys put in a, uh, a couple ideas and it's like, yeah, you know what, maybe for the ham ingenuity, let's maybe do something there and I'll have to come up with something like that. But, uh, yeah, go through your house. And, uh, if you got old ones of these, if they're more than five years old, I'd get rid of them. Get get new ones. They do make uh, metal encased uh, power strips. Yes, you're going to pay more. And uh, if you can find one without MOVs, uh, go for it. And uh, so, just think about your family. Was it W seven U U U? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look for that on QRZ and read yeah, that story. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to freak anybody out, but you know, it's best to be safe and when you <laughs> and when you learn these things. It's it's good because I probably have one of those. In oh, fact, I, I know I do. I know I, <laughs> I have, got them uh, on my workbench. I got them underneath, uh, underneath here, under my bench of uh, my uh, shack here, and it's like, oh, God, that's it's going. Got, they're I've they're got going. Two good ones and two bad ones, according mm-hmm. to this. And we should bring that, put that back on our uh, docket for next week to kind of maybe show those and talk about that in a little more detail. But guys, uh, go read that story on QRZ uh, W seven United United United. United. Uh, lost yep. quite a bit. Uh, because of his power strips and he uh, outlines it there for you all right we're going to leave it there friends thank you all so much for joining a winner will be selected uh, by uh, those who put their call sign in the chat appreciate you appreciate you listening Uh, it's halloween stay safe i know it's so different and wacky Um, we can't get out and do the things that we want to do right now but one day soon i hope we will be able to Good time to do some antenna work if you're, uh, you know, if you're six inches deep in the snow or maybe you got a nice day. It's always a good day to get out there and work, but just be safe. Steve, can't wait to uh, see what you're working on. Uh, that's really exciting. So uh, 73 to you. Appreciate you and all our around the world. Uh, we had so many people join us today from around the world. It's, uh, it's a great time to be alive. So stay alive, everybody. Uh, cue the Bee Gees and... Uh, <laughs> Or maybe not. Don't do that. Uh, 73 for now. Uh, 73, everyone. uh, By all means, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.